0: Thank you, Jay, and hello, friends. Are You Listening is on the air, and we at the International Gospel Hour are grateful for you tuning in for today. We are blessed to continue thoughts from Isaiah 53 and to see how it was used in Acts chapter 8, a beautiful Bible study. And speaking of Bible study, let me ask you from the very outset, would you love to know more about the Christ and grow in your knowledge of the Word of God? The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. That's right. It's absolutely free. All you've got to do is call us toll free at 1-855-444-6988. That's 1-855-IGH-6988. And leave us your name, address, and ask for the Bible course. That's it. It's absolutely free and we'll send it to you very soon. Now, if you would prefer, you can go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, hit the contact tab, and leave your name, address, and request the Bible study. And there, of course, we will send it very soon. We love to encourage good Bible study in between our broadcast, and we hope that this will be of help to you. And now, in a study of Isaiah 53, we have to pause and affirm, hallelujah, what a Savior! Let us consider today verse 7 of Isaiah 53. Oh, what a great Bible study and a great story. The scripture says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Now, dear friends, this was the text that Philip explained to the eunuch in Acts chapter 8, verses 30 through 35. As Philip, Acts eight thirty-five, began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. We have no problem understanding that Isaiah 53 is speaking of Christ. Philip affirmed as such when the eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah and he asked a simple question, is he speaking of himself or of some other man? And once again, Philip began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. You know, looking at this, I've asked myself if I were to take this same text and somebody asked me to guide them like the eunuch asked Philip, what would I say? What would we say? Let's think about it. Number one, I would tell of the suffering servant. As in the hymn, Tell me the story of Jesus. Think of that stanza. Tell of the years of his labor. Tell of the sorrow he bore. He was despised and afflicted, homeless, rejected, and poor. When I look at that word where Jesus was oppressed, the Hebrew is very specific. It means to drive an animal, a workman, a debtor, or an army. By an implication, it means to tax, harass, and to bring forth distress, a driver or a taskmaster. That word oppressed is so specific in the Hebrew, which means someone is pushing you and staying on you unnecessarily. The word afflicted is a word that means, according to the definition of strongs, to look down, to browbeat, to depress to deal harshly with, or deal hardly with, to defile. Uh, The theological word book of the Old Testament looks at that word in the Hebrew defined as to try to force submission, to punish and inflict pain upon. Now, folks, it was tough enough to be oppressed, to be driven and pressed towards such a nth degree, if you will, but afflicted would put so much more upon him. Jesus indeed was the suffering servant, and when we look at his oppression and afflicted, so much was upon him, and his suffering of not opening his mouth, not even a defense. In Luke's account, Luke 22, beginning with verse 66, it was asked, Are thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I also ask you, you will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then said they all, Are thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, You say that I am? In Matthew's account of Matthew 27, beginning with verse 12, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Peter's conclusion on this through inspiration, 1 Peter 2.23, Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth accordingly, or righteously, rather. Did you catch that? But committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. I would tell of the suffering servant. But I could tell. I can also tell why he suffered. He suffered for you, and he suffered for me. I would tell of the suffering that he bore. I would tell of the price he paid, all because I needed him. Number two, I would tell of the lead lamb. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Throughout the Old Testament, I think of in Exodus 12, how the little lamb was used as a precious offering unto God for redemption. However, the Lamb of God would be the one and only sacrifice for mankind. In John 1.29, when John saw Jesus coming unto him, he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And then Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 18, he said, "For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God? Oh, dear friends, you can believe, I would tell of the lead lamb, in order that we can learn and be obedient unto him, that our faith and hope might be in God and not within ourselves. In Revelation 5.12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Indeed, I would tell of the lead Lamb. I would tell of that Lamb which would take away the sin of the world. I would talk about His precious blood that was shed as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, the very best that God would offer for the redemption of mankind. I would talk about how God raised Him from the dead. And I would talk about how our faith and hope might be in God. Because indeed, with a loud voice, we would say, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Dear friends, may I pause. Would you love to know more about the Christ and grow in the knowledge of the Word of God? I mentioned this earlier, but in case you just joined us, the International Gospel Hour, right here through Are You Listening?, offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Folks, we'd love to set a record of people who would study the Bible offered through the International Gospel Hour. It's absolutely free. There's no catch. Just call us toll free at 1-855-444-6988. That's 1-855-444-6988. And leave us your name, address, and ask for the Bible course. That's it. And you can also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, hit the contact tab, and leave your name, address, and request the Bible study. We will send it very soon. We would love for people to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as in the words of Peter in 2 Peter 3 and verse 18. And now, back to Isaiah 53, 7. What would we say, as the eunuch did in that chariot, How can I, unless some man should guide me? What would we say if someone was reading Acts 8? Well, we would tell of the suffering servant, we would tell of the led lamb, and then we would tell of the sheared sheep. Again, he was brought as a lamb before the slaughter, and a sheep before her shearers is dumb. He opened not his mouth. You know, I would remind us that one of the blessings that this certain sheep, this lamb, Jesus Christ, what he grants to us when he went before the shearers. You know, I found this rather interesting some time back, and I'm indebted to the agricultural school at Purdue, and here are three things, and there were others listed, but here are three things that are profitable for shearing a sheep, and I found this parallel interesting. Bear with me. They said, number one, shearing is generally carried out in the spring so sheep don't become overheated in the summer. Well, that tells me there is a right time, the best time for shearing to be done. And then I'm reminded there was the right time for our Savior to come to earth and to die for us. We note that from Galatians 4 and verse 4 and uh, built upon the prophecy of Genesis 3 and verse 15, built upon the eternal purpose of Christ that we learn of in Revelation 13 verse 8 and Ephesians 3, 10 and 11. Here's a second thing I learned from the agricultural school at Purdue, that a bulky fleece on a sheep decreases the sheep's mobility. So the shearing of our Savior, if you will, was done to lighten our load. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28-30. And we are able to walk with a better spiritual, if you will, mobility, I'll get it there in a moment, foregoing the weight of the world. Hebrews 12, verse 1. The third thing I learned is that shearing keeps stained wool and mud-contained wool separate from new fleece growth. The shearing of our Savior would keep the child of God refreshed daily, 2 Corinthians 5:17, a new creation in Christ brought up out of the waters of baptism to walk in newness of life, Romans 64 4-6. You see, the sheared sheep will keep one saved and keep one faithful. Oh, what a beautiful study of the suffering servant today, the lead lamb, the sheared sheep. And I would explain carefully with the plea that like the eunuch, someone would look at me and say, here is water, what hinders me to be baptized? And that we would do. Let's continue our studies together, shall we? I'm delighted you joined me here on Are You Listening? from the International Gospel Hour. Tune in each and every time. And I'm Jeff Archie. And until next time, dear listeners and friends. Keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.